0: to the Skeptic Wire. 2011, this is episode 31 of the Skeptic Wire podcast. Yay! Yay! I'm David Harcourt, joined as always by Gary Lawn. Billions. Greg Perrine. Don't make me turn this podcast around. Donna Swafford.
1: I was going to have something intelligent to say, but SCRUST!
0: <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest host today, Jordan Clipson. Welcome, Jordan. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> our our uh, guest wireer, Our skeptic wireer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> and um, we have a, a, a couple of quick uh, updates to give you today. uh Greg, tell us about the. um What are you going to talk about? Anti vax ads.
2: <laughs> it, it says delete to Aerlianus anti vax owls. Yeah. ACLs?
3: Delta Airlines oh. anti vax ads. Okay, tell us about <laughs> it, Greg. um <laughs> The National Vaccine Information Center, a um, sneakily named anti-vax organization. Sounds legit. Yeah. They, they, it's kind of like the Australian Vaccination Network where they pretend to be educational and all that, but they're actually tremendously anti-vaccination. Really? Uh, yep. Damn.
1: Were, now I've got to cancel my subscription.
3: <laughs> they were the same company that were um, – organization, sorry, that was behind the anti-vaccination ads that were up in Times Square a couple months ago. And the skeptic organization led by close personal friend, trademark um, Elise Anders, friend of the show, friend of the show, trademark. Hi, Elise. Um, who like me had to move out of Chicago and is now regretting living in, living in Texas. Um,
0: <laughs> Ooh, harsh. Wow.
3: Yes. Um, she she led a very good campaign to try to get the uh, anti-vax ads out of Times Square, and she has started a new campaign via Skeptic. To get the to basically petition to get those ads at least taken down, or at least letting Delta know that okay, um, so. that it's a it's a thing that most people and the American Association of Pediatrics do not like. If you go on to skeptic.org, there's a post from November 3rd about uh, what to do, uh, links to things like a change.org petition and all that. So
0: what is Delta doing? I'm sorry. What is Delta doing? In
3: their in-flight entertainment, they're showing advertisements produced by the National Vaccine Information Center that is sneakily anti-vaccination in that it's essentially saying... um, Teach the controversy? Kind of. It's really kind of, well, no one one really gets the flu. When you get sick, you're just kind of sick. It's not really the flu. So just just wash your hands. Don't worry about it. Here's our website. So you go to the website, and it's all about mercury and vaccines, aluminum and vaccines. Don't follow the childhood schedule vaccines. Are they passing
0: out uh, smallpox uh, or or, uh, chickenpox-infected lollipops
3: while they're at it? No, but that's another story that (laughs) happens to have obviously been picked up on Skepchick. Uh, but, yeah, so we encourage our readers right? to go to Skeptic
0: and Sign follow on to
3: change.org petition.
0: Yeah, I signed it.
2: Yep. And uh, if they show this on your flight and then immediately after they hand you a lollipop, best not to take that <laughs> yeah. lollipop. The, you know,
3: the the amusing thing, um, I, th- I think it was that um, Elise talked about in her blog post, is basically this is kind of ironic for um, – an airline company to be running these ads because essentially um, airplanes are these tubes of infectious death yeah. where it's really easy and <laughs> they fly
0: around the country the you, world. you use yes. the
3: blanket that someone else did before you that had Ebola or someone didn't wash their hands coming out of that the, the bathroom that doesn't have really good water yeah, pressure all those for washing movies, your hands there's
0: always an airplane involved yeah. Then yeah. The new 747 Contagion. tube of infectious <laughs> Okay. I
1: could so do that movie. Moving on.
0: We're famous, aren't we?
1: Yes, we are. Yes. We, uh, the Atheist Reddit group recently asked for submissions for a, basically a tribute video for Christopher Hitchens where everybody could raise their glass and, you know.
2: But Hitchens isn't a musician. <laughs> what? Tribute. Never mind. What tribute band? And never mind. What skeptic
1: Wire graciously answered the call and we oh, submitted we are gracious, a video. Oh, gracious as always. Submitted a video and yeah, part. Like of,
2: goodness gracious.
1: Part of it was picked up and we have to thank our our friends Iman and Gary. Hi guys, because on they the also video submitted. As well. yeah. They are also on the video.
0: We're stars. All of yep. us.
1: We're rock stars in our own minds.
0: So check it out. We're going to have that on the uh, we'll Facebook link, and the blog,
1: correct? Yeah, we'll link it on the Facebook okay. and the blog.
0: Great. Go watch our video. <laughs> our new video. Our, our video. <laughs> our new video.
1: <laughs> and I am still working on the outtake video. There was much more um,
0: Silliness. footage than
1: I, than I thought we had.
3: <laughs> really? Does it include Gary uh, choking on the whiskey? or?
1: No, that was me.
0: Okay, I, I, And by the way, I did not no, choke. one, the one, of, those, one mom, of those glasses get get had slapped. chocolate
4: milk in it. See if you can guess which one. <laughs> See, I was going to do a video, but I didn't have whiskey, and I couldn't think of the words to say. You know, what can you say <laughs> to Hitchens in the, within a minute? Uh, I procrastinated and didn't do it.
2: If we just drank, Adam.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> drinking at him. Yeah. okay. <laughs> Throwing a glass in No, that's, now, that's um, rather
3: aggressive. I'm gonna drink at you, damn it! <laughs> and it
4: worked. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I have an update on a story we did a uh, I don't know a while back three or four weeks ago. Update! Yay! Yay! So if you heard us talk about this Fresno, Fresno Alternative Mental Health Center, here's the update. If you didn't hear about it, just I don't know. Fast forward. It's on um, episode <laughs> of uh, our podcast. Remember, I have no idea. Um, I got
2: bleep that by the way.
0: But there was a uh, a proposal in Fresno, California, to build this huge alternative mental health center for people who don't normally go to mental health centers. Ooh! Um, <laughs> it's, and they were it's trying a center <laughs> for
2: for mental health patients who would not normally go to a mental health. Exactly. Anything, and they were words, trying to attract
0: people. people who don't. Normally, there's a, where there's a stigma involved in going to a mental health facility, uh. and um, so this mental health facility had oh, witch doctors, spiritual leaders, uh, witch shamans, doctors, really? <laughs> witch well, doctors? shamans. Let me say oh my god, shamans. that would be cool.
1: That'd be like the episode of the Brady Bunch. Do we get the little talisman too?
0: Alternative mental health. Um, I I almost said professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're getting paid for it, so... so technically, technically yeah.
1: they are professionals. Honestly,
0: last time we, when we talked about this, it looked like there were some common-sense members of the board that were going to prevent this from happening, but it has passed. But, but then they wouldn't be on the board. Oh, then no, it has wait, passed. Oh, I see. Never mind. <laughs> so... So,
1: they're going to get the witch doctors?
0: They are. Um, it, it Yay! With a, I called the witch doctor. I told them They have reduced the funding. It's going to be like... But it's still $700,000 annual state funds for this alternative mental oh, health So apparently Center. we
3: actually have a situation Ooh. where the inmates are running the asylum.
0: <laughs> Their target <laughs> groups are Southeast Southeast Asians, Native Americans, Hispanics, and African Americans.
2: Of course they are.
0: Yeah. Who 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 see a Sigma and see Oh mental health doctors. Right. So that's bad but news. Instead, we don't like this. Ah, ah, this is going to be state money basically going to crap, but it's not our state, so. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: those,
0: <laughs> screw those <laughs> <ones>. Californians.
1: <laughs> For once, it's not Texas.
0: Okay, Donna, you have some kind of yes, I have an announcement.
1: I wanted to say that I found God. He was hiding behind the couch. I am actually now. For a friend's wedding, I am actually a registered minister with the Universal Life Church.
0: Wow. <laughs> <I, laughs> marry yeah, yeah, yeah. people now. Really?
1: I have the picture of my certificate on my phone. How do
0: you get that uh, certificate? You fill out a form. Really?
1: <laughs> Literally, you fill out a form, and they send you the thing.
0: And what is it called? What do you say it's called?
1: Universal Life Church. Take the most liberal Christian church, and then square it. And you're going like to marry
0: that, I'm actually
1: marrying some friends on Friday night. Are
0: they Christians?
1: Uh, she's agnostic, and he's pagan.
0: I, I was okay. I was going to say, they got her to do the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Christian certificate. Isn't there a non-Christian certificate? Yes, yeah,
1: spiritual humanism, but I didn't know about that until recently. But I'm actually registered with them, too.
0: Well, that's exciting, Donna. So and you're we did doubly not know She just threw yes. this on us. So you're taking Pascal's actually, wager, to heart.
1: Yes. I can marry people, perform funerals, and according to Universal Life Church, give blessings and absolution. Come to me, oh, my bless child. Us, bless the important us, question
3: please. is: Can you do baby naming ceremonies? Probably. Okay.
0: All right.
1: Do you Proud have a baby you, that needs Proud to be of you. named? I'm voting for Fred.
0: Well, and when I, we get that, when's the wedding? Friday night. So we're gonna get that video, and yes. we're gonna be able to post it on the uh, Facebook I even page.
1: bought a dress for it.
0: Right. Oh. So I need so, to write a
2: song, Mrs. Reverend Donna Swafford. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Well, why I mentioned baby naming is sometime around the middle of next year I'm going to become an uncle, so this might become important.
2: You, okay. you have to be a priest to name the baby.
3: It's it's
0: a baby naming ceremony oh, okay. that you know. So what do we call you now, Reverend?
1: Reverend Donna, what? I guess. Reverend Donna. Reverend
0: oh, Reverend Doctor Donna. <laughs> Pope Donna?
3: <laughs> yeah, Pope Donna.
1: That's going to get turned into Pope Donna. And I know somebody who's listening to this podcast might actually find that a little offensive.
3: Maybe, maybe okay. she's just a cleric. That's great news. You mean David would, I, would find that offensive? Yeah. Okay. He We're finds right.
1: everything offensive.
3: Do not.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. Although no, that
3: he was offended by.
0: <laughs> okay. We have a um, a passing and then um, a couple of birthdays to talk about. Uh First, the passing. A passing in passing. In passing.
1: In memoriam. Uh,
0: Andy, in memoriam. Oh, you are the reverend. Uh, (laughs) Andy Rooney passed away. Andy Rooney was a uh, claimed atheist. And, um... So we say goodbye to Andy Rooney. He's a fun guy. Who's the commentator on? What, what,
1: 60 minutes. minutes.
2: 60 Minutes. Yeah, but what? Uh, CBS? CBS, yes.
1: Oh, okay.
0: He was,
3: I mean, in the last 20 or 30 years, he was most famous for being the curmudgeon at yeah. the end of 60 Minutes. But apparently, he was actually a, had per, some pretty good bona fides for being an actual journalist. Yeah. You know, working with He's some there, of the yeah. big names and doing actual journalism before he just said, screw it, I'm going to do editorials.
1: I'm going to do editorials and basically tell the entire world to get off my lawn. <laughs>
0: you know what's uh, odd about this, the timing of this, is um, now he died on Tuesday. No, I'm, I'm sorry. On, I think it was Sunday. He and then died on a Sunday. The next day, I was reading Sean Faircloth's <laughs> Attack of the Theocrats.
1: Excellent book. Hope
0: and have him on I soon. happened to, the, the day after he died, get to the part where he's saying, and here are some atheists who are living today. Mm-hmm. And he listed uh, Andy Rooney.
2: Oops, I guess so he needs it was to like do a second one day,
0: edition. 1 day out of date. So, interesting. <laughs> interesting timing there. Now, a couple of birthdays uh in a couple of days on 11 11 11 we have a Pete Stark turns 80. Representative Pete Stark of district I think 13 California, the billionaire playboy, our our lone no,
3: not Iron Man,
0: out uh atheist in uh the US not uh, house of representatives. Yeah. Uh well, I mean, throwing the whole lot. He's the only one, and he's been doing, and he's, he's not just he's, an atheist, but he is really fighting for secular issues in the house, uh, really standing up and right.
3: well, he he technically says that he's not an atheist. But he that he's non religious, kind of Unitarian, kind of thing. So he's okay. close enough. Yeah, he's close enough for us. And the other point I might make is he's probably not the only atheist in Congress. Right. He's the only one who's had the yeah, yeah. cojones to right. actually
0: That's why I said that. So I said that. Yeah, he's
3: from
1: oh, okay. California.
0: Yeah. That's all right. I wasn't listening. So. So, granola.
1: <laughs> California landed granola. If you're not a fruiterer, you're a flake.
0: American atheists are one of them, say they've I identified know. 23. Atheist, or yeah, in just inside like conversations,
3: that. they've said, yeah, "Yeah, I kind of I'm with you, but I can't talk about it." And, and, and get... some
0: of these guys, obviously, voted for the In God We Trust amendment, which is
2: well, yeah. I mean, well, the the, the point of being a, a Congressperson is to do what your constituents ask you to yeah. do, right? No. Not necessarily.
0: Well, no. representative democracies, I mean, you're always going to do what they ask you, but that's another subject. The other person. <laughs> Uh, who has a birthday actually today? Or is Carl Sagan w- would, have a, would have a birthday today. Carl Sagan have a birthday today, and we we call this Carl Sagan Day. So happy Carl Sagan Day to everybody! Yay! Yay. Yay. And uh, I think you're supposed to bake an apple pie today. I heard that. But we have to create the universe first. We have to create the universe, so we got to. Oh, look! It's already Let that here. Warm up. So what a coincidence. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do a there little. A um, we're gonna talk about Carl Sagan a little bit because. Uh, I think all of us have read his book At least one book of his We all have seen Dragons Cosmos him. And um, so we're going to just Have a little conversation about Carl Sagan And, and uh, what he means to you And uh,
2: How did you get into skepticism, skepticism? Or what, what is skepticism to you
0: Okay let's general general topic about Carl Sagan And skepticism Starting with Gary because it was his idea Yes <laughs> Well first of all Gary uh, what, You've read Carl Sagan
2: Right? Yes, I've, I've read his books. I could read <laughs> Carl Sagan like a book, because that's how I knew him, and Cosmos.
0: <laughs> and so maybe will. like a video. Gary, yes.
2: Gary you're rambling. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind
0: of <laughs> going, off the, going off the track. I really like Demon Haunted World. That's really the only book I've read it is.
2: I, I've read that in the the Dragons of Eden, yeah, but I, I have mean, that. as yeah. far as uh, steps into skepticism, that's the one that... that uh, that you go to.
0: Yeah, if you're listening to the podcast and you have not read Carl Sagan's Demon-Haunted World. And Shame you, on you. Especially if you're new to skepticism, that is a great place to start.
3: A lot of, a the, a lot of times, start. especially in other blogs or podcasts, when someone says, you know, what's a good book, a uh, couple books to get into when I'm first into uh, into skepticism. You know, some people talk a little about James Randi or... Maybe some of the secular authors or something like that, but every time top of the list is *Demon Haunted World* by Carl Sagan. I Carl Sagan.
0: Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I would I would name that one above, you know, James Randi or right. those guys.
3: But uh, it's know, very he, accessible. Among the list are these other guys, but always Carl Sagan's in there.
0: Because what he does in this book is, in a very easy to understand way, and a very inspirational way, talk about why science is important. And why you go astray if you don't understand that, you know, and why, and he talks about why skepticism and science and, and he also kind of just, he's inspirational, you know, and, um, and he always tells you to be nice, which is a good reminder. And I know we're not always nice, (laughs) but not always. No,
1: we're nice. You're not nice.
0: (laughs) You've mocked a few, uh, (laughs) a few, a few people on this show. yeah. Yeah. You know, if you don't mind, I've got a couple of flags on the book, um, Okay. I'd like, if we have a moment, I could read Sure. That. Why not? Yeah. Just really quickly. That's okay. Yeah. Gary can always edit it You can out always later. edit this out. Because yeah. when I read this book, I went back, um, when Gary said, let's talk about Carl Sagan because it's Carl Sagan Day, and I went back to see where I had kind of underlined stuff.
2: Ah. Uh, okay?
0: So um, here, here's one <clears throat> about uh, pseudoscience and how pseudoscience differs from science. And this is a good uh, lesson. Chapter and verse? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this 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 uh, chapter... Called the most precious thing.
2: So first chapter,
0: and it says pseudoscience differs from erroneous science. Science throws, I'm sorry, science thrives on errors, cutting them away one by one. False conclusions are drawn all the time, but they're drawn tentatively. Hypotheses are framed so they are capable of being disproved. A succession of alternative hypotheses is confronted by experiment and observation. Scientists gropes and staggers toward improved understandings. Proprietary feelings are, of course, offended when a scientific hypothesis is disproved, but such disproofs are recognized as central to the scientific enterprise. Pseudoscience is just the opposite. Hypotheses are often framed precisely so they are invulnerable to any experiment that offers a prospect of disproof. So even in principle, they cannot be invalidated. Practitioners are defensive and wary. Skeptical scrutiny is opposed. When pseudoscientific hypotheses fail to catch fire with scientists, conspiracies to oppress it are deduced. So that's what he said. And that fits in so know, well.
2: I don't know any any businesses that are out there that, that are like
3: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we see this all the time. I mean, it, it, just about any time we talk about these pseudosciences, that's the pattern they, they follow. They set they them have up so they can't hypotheses be tested. They can't be disproved, and then, they, then they, they come up with conspiracy theories about why... They're not popular and why people are suppressing their They move their the ideas. goalposts
3: around, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So uh, very, very, very good lesson right yeah. there in the first chapter. Of, Gary, uh, do you
3: have a favorite kind of section or something you remember having read of Carl yeah, Sagan?
2: Um, you don't have your book in front of you I so. don't have my book well but, you can talk I mean, generally basically the, about it the dragon in the garage oh, that's is kind damn I was going to take that, that oh, one go ahead everyone. yeah it's a great you, example you should have gone you should have gone first man. <laughs> I was trying to prompt discussion just go with it man he talks a lot about aliens and alien abductions and it's kind of a, a common theme and he keeps on going back to it so I, I found those parts a little bit like oh, okay he's on, a, on about that even though he's making the point right. that it's it's a it's an unskeptical way of, of looking at it. Um, <laughs> my dogs don't like Sagan.
3: <laughs> no, they don't like alien abductions. No, absolutely not. But Carl Sagan was a big proponent of uh, SETI and getting that started in the search for extraterrestrial life.
2: Yeah, he Radio helped-
3: signals, the idea of putting those golden plates on the Voyager the spacecraft. Voyager and then
2: turning, turning the Voyager around to take a picture of the pale blue dot. The pale blue dot. Yeah. Is,
0: let's uh, talk about the, the dragon because I think a lot of our listeners don't really know that analogy. So basically,
2: the the premise behind the the dragon in the garage is a person says that they have an invisible dragon in the garage. Well, you first haven't
0: saved a dragon in the garage. They garage. That's and They say, so let's go cool. see it. You have uh, a dragon in your
2: garage?
3: Let's go see it.
2: It's like, well, you can't
0: see it because it's invisible. Oh, well, then. Um... The I'll next just, part is you put some powder on the yeah, floor, I'll, right, I'll, I'll right, throw to some paint in the, the air to right. the footprints. Yeah, right. And well, he hovers, right? And then, and then you Greg, throw some paint in paint. the air. He's corporal. He's in, corporal.
3: <laughs> he's in corporal.
0: Uh, um, Well, and then yeah. he wants <laughs> to try to totally um, try to measure the heat from the flame. He says, yeah. "Well, the flame is cold." <laughs> and so everything you throw out, there's there's right. always a reason. You know, Why there's you no way it. to disprove this hypothesis about the dragon in the grass. And if you can't disprove it, then really, what does it mean to say you have this dragon invisible in the grass? Right, right. So, so unlike Puff, the
2: magic dragon, who was, you know, was invisible and floated, but eventually showed himself <laughs> and could, you know, do do flames and, well, and Snuffleupagus. Good, <laughs> good point. Okay, but but Snuffleupagus is actually a pretty good example of. Um, of just because you can't find it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, right? Right. If, if there's proof, and but eventually they found proof. But that...
3: everybody was right to be skeptical of this thing that they Absolutely. there was no proof of, and then oh look, there is Snuffleupagus. Uh, <laughs> George <laughs> and,
2: Papalopoulos. Yeah, see,
3: <laughs> George <That's> uh, <laughs> it was
1: Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, anyway, I think we're a little and off they, And they, the, the
3: <laughs> other people on no Sesame Street, were convinced by the logic very good so exactly. yeah it's a good good skeptical show thing
1: i came across like, not necessarily through his books but as a kid my dad made us all watch cosmos on pbs yes. and i mean it was literally because my dad the good catholic yeah i mean my my dad was a staunch catholic up until his death i'm absolutely staunch. <laughs> Kind of a closet atheist, though. One of those Catholic in name only. I guess that would be <laughs> Kino or something. But when Carl Sagan's Cosmos came out, my dad literally gathered all of us up, and it was one of those, you will watch this.
0: <laughs> you know, that never works with me, with my kids. <laughs> They're like, no.
1: Okay, okay, <laughs> you got to remember, I, I was watching TV and it was only four channels and I was oh, the remote control yeah. sort of thing. So for my dad to actually yeah. you know, turn one off TV the football game and want to watch work. something on PBS never was for me. a really big deal.
2: Dude, you know? right. Kids these days have a lot more <laughs> uh, entertainment than just like sitting down, and, and watching television or reading books, so when something cool is on television, you watch it.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right, and so and, that and was Cosmos how definitely. you know. I mean, that really, I would say that started the seed of skepticism in me, and then graduate school just made it explode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I find find it interesting because Cosmos came out about the same time that In Search of with Leonard Nimoy was was on, and I watched both of those, and I I got really got into the whole. Uh, uh, Crypto, crypto... Zoology. Uh, yeah. yeah see, with, my, with Big Mook and, and, and Loch Ness were, were really the, the big thing, right? see,
1: because like, my mom was big on, what was it, That's Incredible. Yes. So, <laughs> sure. so it was kind of like this whole polar opposite. And you can see my dad, when my mom would turn on That's Incredible, my dad would just sit there and sort of shake for a moment. <laughs> and then be all like, I'm going to go do a crossword puzzle in the other room. <laughs> now,
2: so so I, I came from, uh, if we're going to talk about uh, origin stories, Okay. Origins be, the get, origin of Gary. Right. Be, before I get uh, well, bitten once by there the radioactive slug. And <laughs> well, we have no proof of that. <laughs> um,
1: and they kissed like,
0: in a special <laughs> way. I have
2: no proof of that. <laughs> I, anyway. <laughs> um, I love science. I've always loved science even as a, as a kid, you know, growing up with Cosmos, but I, I also liked the, the Leonard Nimoy stuff you know the in search of because they always they are exciting far more exciting than going in the starship into the right anything except for the ideas behind the starship um so so I I got into Houdini when I was in uh, grade school uh who was a big debunker of pseudoscience but at the same time I was reading uh the Bigfoot the Loch Ness stuff the the crystals the out-of-body experiences because you know I'm a child of the 70s so into the, into the early all of that was was around but i would test because of you know kind of a scientific i would test so it's like oh well if you take this and you sit cross-legged and you do this you know you'll go flying off and you'll see mars well no actually you don't it never worked did it right <laughs> and i think i have a pretty good imagination but i'm also steeped in reality. Did you ever try to levitate things
0: with your mind? Yes I, I did. I absolutely tried that. Yeah. yeah
2: Move the page. You know. And then it's like, okay, well I can't levitate levitate the keys, so uh I'll I'll try and do the, the page of the book, make the page of the book. And then I realized if I blew on it, it would yeah. kinda of go over. <laughs> so so I, I quickly got over well quickly, I mean it it's probably a period of a couple of years. And uh and then when I was overseas, I found a book on shamanism, you know, spiritualism, and that's when I was kind of going, you know, even further mm-hmm. into the reality-based living, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I started reading it as it's all the same stuff as the stuff that I dismissed in the 70s, but now, you know, I have far more critical thinking skills because of reading Carl Sagan and a lot of the science books, and going into engineering where you have to think critically about things.
0: So you started moving into that kind of spiritual no, 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 stuff. No, 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 no. You were just reading it for. I was, I was critically.
2: Yes, I was. I just picked it up because, like, well, it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I was wondering what they said about it. You know, uh, whether if, if, if they had any, you know, because religion and some of those actually have some good ideas for for uh, living in a society and uh, uh, relaxing and and you know uh...
1: yeah and i did the same thing i did the whole i i read about paganism and witchcraft and shamanism and, and all of these and i'll be honest i was i wanted that experience that all of my friends had and everything else and I, the skeptic in me kept going no <laughs> this is wrong and you know it is wrong thank
2: you for playing enter another <laughs> quarter you know so then and then overseas i found out about podcasts <laughs> and and the, this
0: was when when we you overseas uh
2: 0406
0: 0406 yeah
2: now i I've, I've, I've been an electrical engineer for mm-hmm. a,
1: a while much longer than that
2: right uh but in the in the music world you're you get steeped in all of this wooey um <laughs> superstition, uh, sing superstition. yeah you know uh and <laughs> so so you, I've never been like... I've always been on the more technical side of of stuff, which is why I do the studio and the electronics. Uh, Now, now would you agree that there's a lot of woo and um, uh, uncritical thinking? Because it seems to me like a lot of musicians live in hope. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And they they depend on that hope instead of facing the reality that someone's not going to come and give them a million dollars immediately.
4: Exactly, yeah. I think it's... uh, Many musicians they just see, you know, their influences, and they uh, kind of uh, they want to be that. And you see a lot of that going on now, where a lot of copy and pasting. Where you see one successful band, and you see another hundred uh, follow them, do exactly what they're doing, right? Exactly, and then it works. It works every time. That's what mainstream want. They want other bands because these these main bands are kind of fading out. I mean, you see that with right. Blink 182, and then a hundred bands that sound like Blink 182 and have uh, band names with uh, the makeup of colors, names, and an object.
0: Right. <laughs> are, are musicians, um, by and large, superstitious?
4: I think a lot of them are. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I, it kind
0: of makes me think. Because when you're when you're when you're living kind of uh, on risk, you you know, where you don't, you're not sure, mm-hmm. and you know you have to perform all the time, you're more inclined to. Be superstitious.
3: They're kind it's, of stage rituals of you know to get yourself up and going. Yeah, and, but
1: that's not necessarily but,
3: superstition yeah. because well, like yeah. I was going to say routine. ritual.
1: Yeah. Ritual has been a part of culture for thousands right. of years. But not, they're but not anymore.
3: quite as superstitious to say sports players who will right. only wear the same pair of socks. or Right. Or something. Uh, but no, I think, we I think those for the actors
2: uh, are, are they're not so much superstitious as, as more. Uh, to, you know, vaguely
4: spiritual. Yeah, steeped you know. in
3: that kind of woo crystals and dolphins uh, side of the culture.
4: Right. For an example, I, I would, you know, loosen myself up with a beer or something before I go on because you know it. You can't just go on the way you want. I mean, you. Yeah. you I practice sober, and right. when I perform, I want to drink a little bit to kind of loosen up, and then I don't. I'm not so critical on myself um, if I mess up or anything. So. Right. Yeah. So, I, mean, I understand. I would completely. say it's more of a routine, <laughs> more than superstition. It's not like I know that. drinking is how we perform but well
3: i guess not so um jordan you know have you i assume you've read carl sagan
4: i haven't oh okay i've been watching his videos though so i mean uh, i i haven't read much of his uh any of his books actually what what has kind of stood out to you well um when i was in high school i hated biology um just because it was presented to me and i was forced to learn it so i think a lot of the uh astrology is what mainly uh that's why I've been watching mostly. It's uh, I'm learning more from people like him, Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. about biology than I did in high school. <laughs> Just because yeah. I want to learn now. So I mean, One of right. the
0: things Carl Sagan talks about is how poorly we teach kids yeah. in the sciences in high school. And we make it boring. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, biology was not fun in high school. Um, physics was not very fun. Um, it wasn't until much later when I was out of school that I started, like you, like science, mm-hmm. through you know, me too, Richard Dawkins. I guess
1: I just had some really weird teachers and professors then because my high school biology teacher, Mrs. Stark, I still remember. She was, I mean, she was a pivotal role model from seventh grade through my senior year. Uh, Mr. Evans, who taught physics, was awesome. It was kind of like Bill Nye the Science Guy, only. Bald and starting to get Alzheimer's, and I think a
3: little drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, there are some great teachers out there. I remember in middle school, Mr. Wallace really inspired everybody. But then, uh, as you go on in years, there's not a lot of emphasis as much as there should be on science, on you know, getting or, or, people, or up. even
2: just teaching critical thinking yeah. skills, because it's about knowledge, retaining knowledge, yeah. of what right? We it's not just the facts of it. science,
3: but how right. to think scientifically. Right. And you know, there's a lot of talk about. There's a lot of high school requirements that are way below college requirements for entrance, so a lot of people are going applying to college and you know they're expected to have three or four years of science but high high school student you can graduate with only two or something like that
2: well well the the other thing about that is uh, in in the teaching uh, again going back to the knowledge versus thinking mm-hmm. um, like in biology, one thing that I thought was horrible about it versus the physics is. It was all memorization, you, you yeah. know, and you had to learn the technical names, which doesn't tell yeah. you anything. Mitochondria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, you you learn a little bit about how those work, but they are primarily, you know, identify the bits of the cell.
4: You have yeah. to learn the language before you learn right. what it is. Yeah.
2: yeah, right. And so a lot of people don't get beyond that that that, exactly. that, that part. But at the same time, it, I don't remember them teaching um, the names at the same time as. Uh, I mean, like mitochondria, the basics of the cell, they're teaching the function, right? But they're not teaching anything beyond the basic function. So it's just mainly they're teaching the function because you have to know what it is so you can identify Mm -hmm. it on the
0: test. (laughs) We need to find a better way of teaching science. I think at least in biology, we're doing much better today because they have a lot of multimedia, uh, nice multimedia things with how the cell works and things that I've seen. Uh, but we've got to find a better way to teach science and yeah, get kids think... excited and critical thinking and the scientific method, get all of that integrated right. into their well, Better teachers, too right yeah. because a
2: lot of times it's usually it's often yeah. teachers. well it, it's not, not even that it's, it's, it's not just people well, untrained yeah, yeah not, get them, give them the, the tools people. give
0: them good tools and understanding but the like
2: uh like right. physics you know you can drop an egg from a balcony you can you can yeah. you can make things it's it's a doable yeah. thing and then you can <laughs> figure out but biology you can't just go home and carve up you know your sister
3: yeah. Well, I mean, they're,
1: they're, I mean they, they do more do... anatomy than biology. Well, but... the,
3: they can still do, yeah. you know, frog or fetal pig dissection. Well, they do. But... I remember doing like we had fruit flies and we would yeah. kind of separate them and get the red eyes, the white eyes kind of thing. That's so, cool. I mean, there's a lot of hands on stuff that could be done, but it's not as, as, you know, from an administrative point of view, all the emphasis is put on reading, writing and arithmetic. Right. Not right science, right writes. and,
2: and rote yeah. memorization as yeah. opposed to again thinking. Which, and you coming also... back to Sagan and the Demon hired World. It, that's what it's about. It's yeah. how to think.
3: One yes. one of my favorite my favorite points in that book is it's a fairly short quote. The idea that we've become a society so dependent on science technology, which you know hardly anybody actually knows about science and technology. We're all so dependent on our cell phones now. But almost nobody knows how they work. Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's bewildering to me how many people out there are, de- you know, against science and against science's conclusions. while at the same time, depending well, on it all. Well, they're looking
1: up their answers to, to rebut you on their yeah. iPhone. Right.
4: But they go to a faith healer <laughs> opposed to a doctor.
3: Like. Yeah, it's 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 a scary thing, and and that's why a voice like Carl Sagan. Was such a great voice, and is can still be such a good voice because they are things like they still show occasionally they'll still show Cosmos.
1: And actually, it's very isn't popular
3: um, on YouTube?
1: Um, the guy behind Family Guy, uh, Seth
3: McFarlane isn't
1: he redoing it with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yep.
3: Yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and, and the, will host original, it.
2: the original, the uh, original scriptwriter.
3: Yeah, um, and during I think,
2: Well, that's 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 his. Y, uh, ex, ex his his, his, his widow. widow. His, but okay. no, but the original script writer. So, okay. uh, he's another scientist. Well I think she worked
3: on the script well, yes, as well, but, but
1: yeah.
3: Okay, A lot so, of the same team behind the original Cosmos will be helping Seth MacFarlane and Neil deGrasse Tyson do the new right, version. Right. With, For Fox.
2: Well, you have to separate Fox Entertainment Entertainment from from Fox Fox News.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so happy Carl Sagan Day, everybody. And I've got a list of quotes, and I'm going to pass this around once at least, so we can all say one Carl Sagan (laughs) quote. It's like a a skeptical spliff. (laughs) And I'm just going to read the first one. (laughs) Our species needs and deserves a citizenry with minds wide awake and a basic understanding of how the world works. Hmm. Good one.
2: Very good. Oh, well we'll just we'll just take this one. Science is a way of thinking much more than it is a body of knowledge. Yep. Which we were just talking about.
4: I think Greg mentioned this one earlier. Um, in order to make an apple pie from scratch you must create a universe. <laughs> Yeah. let me get another one since you got that one uh, somewhere <laughs> something incredible is waiting to be known i like that one a lot yep that's great
3: the uh the thing about the to, to first make an apple pie you have to invent the universe i put that on my facebook feed okay. and i commented below it that my quote was hmm now i want pie <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um but yeah I, I i do like i said earlier i like the idea the the quote about being dependent on science but hardly anybody knows science but I guess, you know, I I can't let this one go because it is one of his most famous quotes that's used all the time on skeptical podcasts, on skeptical blogs, and it's probably going to be one of his longest living quotes, which is, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I'm
1: going to take my favorite here. The nitrogen in our DNA, the calcium in our teeth, the iron in our blood, the carbon in our apple pies... We're made in the interiors of collapsing stars. We are made of star stuff. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah.
0: It, going y- back and looking at Carl Sagan now to you know, and, and looking at this. So much of what he said is is what we try to do on this show. You know, think skeptically, understand the scientific process, and be amazed at the world around us and about the new discoveries we're finding.
3: He had such awe in the universe, and that always came through in in all he was doing. And, and you know, that was a A great, great voice for us.
0: I'm going to say one more. (laughs) Atheism is more than just the knowledge that gods do not exist and that religion is either a mistake or a fraud. Atheism is an an attitude, a frame of mind that looks at the world objectively, fearlessly, and always tries to understand all things as part of nature. There you go.
2: Now, I'd I'd like to, to talk about one benefit of thinking skeptically and something that I've since we've been doing this podcast and since I've been part of the skeptic movement. You
1: mean other than pissing our families off?
2: Absolutely. Um, one of my uh, friends posted on, on Facebook a quote by Ronald Reagan. Okay. And uh, the quote is, well, We established no religion in this country. We command no worship. We mandate no belief, nor will we ever. Church and state are and must remain separate. Now.
3: That's Ronald Reagan.
2: That he said that, yes, he did. Yes, that's good. Now, the interesting thing about that quote is it is completely taken out of context. <laughs> uh, that is not what he was actually kind of saying, because this, when he said that, it was a fifteen-minute speech uh, at an ecumenical prayer breakfast in Dallas, <laughs> and for the first twelve minutes. He was ranting and lamenting about the secularization of government, the banning of Bible readings and removable mandatory prayer from school, asserting that morality only comes from religion, that morality and politics are inseparable, that the government needs the church because everyone is a sinner, that churches have their own authority outside the state, and all countries that have gained power have failed after they abandoned their god or gods.
0: Is that the one where he said, "I know you can't endorse me, but I endorse you and what you do"? Because I know he said that in front of an economic. economic not, I mean, no, Christian no, group. he
2: didn't do it uh, in in that one. So
0: essentially, guess.
3: what people leave out of this quote is Every- the secularists will tell you dot 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 <laughs> right, but and they did took off at the end. But I don't believe that.
2: Right, effectively that that's the case. <laughs> and so first, you have to know a little bit about Reagan. I mean, it's nice to think, oh, yeah, well, Reagan said that. He's on our side. But uh, he was never on, really. on the yeah. separation of church. But it, you have to start doing that like with everything because it's so easy to quote mine now. Yeah. Right? Internet, you can find. And, of course, the the quote you used last, last week by Abraham Lincoln about uh, <laughs> quotes on the Internet.
3: Yep. <laughs> well, there's okay. a lot of quotes you can take from Carl Sagan about he didn't like... Uh, Essentially being called an atheist because he was he had the point of view right, of atheism know. was knowing, and he didn't feel he could know, so he liked to be called an agnostic. But you could take one of those little kind of quotes to say that atheism is dogmatic or something like that, and just take that one little bit and say, "Oh, Carl Sagan was one of ours," but it was pretty much known he was agnostic, anti-organized religion, and anti-anthropomorphic God, and. You know, confirmed by his widow that he did not have a deathbed conversion or anything like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, wasn't he just recently listed on the fifty most influential atheists? Which I have a huge problem with that list because of the three women they put on there.
3: One of them being Jodie Foster, who just was in um, the the Carl Sagan movie. Right. Well, she's (laughs) well. No, she is a confirmed
1: atheist. But here is the thing, though. There were so many other women they could have put on yeah. there.
3: Heck, how could you list an influential atheist without listing at least Madeline Murray O'Hare? Because she was definitely influential. She made yeah.
0: a, She's a nowhere near
3: as cute as Jodie Foster, though.
0: Was she really not on the list? It's not cute. No, it's she, influential. It was... Um,
3: <laughs> you want a cute atheist, go find the
0: sketchbook cal- calendar. if you're
3: going to have a sexist list... You... <laughs>
1: there was two actresses and one scientist, and I can't remember... Maybe it was oh, Anne Rand. It was Anne, oh, Anne Rand, Catherine Hepburn, okay. and Jodie Foster. Okay. Those were, of the 50 most influential atheists, those were the three women they picked. I love that okay. Anne Rand
2: is, is on that list, and she's like the Republicans' white trim. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought that
0: was Sarah Payne. Anybody um, have anything else to say about their history of skepticism or Carl Sagan or anything else before we move on? Okay. Anybody let's good. move on. All okay. right. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, one of the reasons we brought Jordan on the show is because we talked, we talked last week about that house vote on reaffirming the God we trust as our national motto. And I, I bet in every town that spurred a lot of, um, debate. And here there was a, uh, big debate on our local news channel, W O A I, uh, San Antonio, where they published the story and opened it up, uh, to a Facebook debate. I guess they do their, do their comments on Facebook. And, um, they do comments on their website, but they specifically
1: posted asking for comments and how people thought, what people thought on their Facebook page.
0: Okay. Somehow they I got directed, comments. yeah, I, yeah, I got directed to Facebook, and they got 93 comments. And it well, was, maybe yeah, ninety-four it was or five. It, yeah. So there was a lot of comments, and there were some incredibly, incredibly ignorant comments, and a lot, of, several of us jumped in. Donna, well, don't be down on me. yourself,
3: David. We don't think you're ignorant.
0: It's okay, <laughs> Jordan uh gary from canada the canadian gary uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you mean the british gary by way gary of canada yes yeah.
0: thank you hi gary hi thank gary. gary sorry about you missing you in there and um it started out with a lot of ignorant comments but we all kind of jumped in and and uh, jordan i think took the bulk of the arguing uh against kind of idiotic statements. so we're yeah. gonna let he really
1: he really picked up the torch and Ran with it. Well,
0: let's let
2: let's see the kind of comments that were happening before he uh, before uh, Jordan showed up. So, news for WII today posted: Congress is voting today on on affirming a God We Trust as a national motto. The re- resolution will encourage the display of the motto in public buildings, schools, and other government institutions. We want to hear what you have to say about this.
4: Amen. <laughs> that was the first comment It's
0: right. about time, it's about time.
2: We... Should have been the motto a long time ago It was
0: Well a long time oh ago being gosh. the
4: 1950s It's about time uh, That we reaffirm something that already country. existed But I did like some of these comments with, Like uh, Carlos here says I think these knuckleheads should be spending Nearly every minute on their overpaid On their overpaid lives On getting our country back to its Fiscality what I next? kind of speak fiscally. What next? Yeah, fiscally, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm reading it from a Uh <laughs> yeah. A vote on national breakfast cereal. Uh, so Ooh, the next one. that's is. a good one. I mean, the thing is... I think loops. it should be tricks. Do mean we don't have a national breakfast cereal? Silly issue. rabbi, myths are for kids. <laughs> okay. The thing is that all of these Christians... Uh, uh, and I like the argument of saying this is nonsense, you know? Yeah. Why are we even? Why is this even an issue? Why do we have to vote on this? There's so much more important things to Yeah, and so, Silvestri- Yeah, like that whole
1: budget crisis, foreclosure
0: crisis... Maybe we
4: should be reaffirming our national
0: bird while we're at it. Right. And what I else? think we should change that to the turkey. Reaffirm our national parks.
2: Now, I did, I did like the the first really snarky. Can we one. change
1: Yellowstone to Jellystone?
2: That would be a good change. <laughs> the, the The first really snark, snarky one was "In God We Trust, all others are subject to the Patriot Act." <laughs> okay, so that's the first. And then someone who does start responding when when Jordan comes in says, uh, maybe with a little more God in our lives, this nation will be back on track. Uh, Hmm. Oh, if you don't like it, you can leave.
4: A lot of people say saying that. Those are always
1: my favorites. You know, if you don't like it, we survived Bush. Guess what? You're going to get over this. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Well, one of my first responses was, um, well, I was was kind of being a smart ass on this bit, too. Um, But I I was saying, uh, well, I think first America has to come up with a God then present it to the American people, and then it can earn our trust. You yeah, can't just start blindly trusting anything, because then next will be in God and unicorns we trust. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't just throw anything out there. And why? why not make it about America? Why make it about a supernatural celestial being when we can talk about something that every American agree on, Buddhists and Muslims and you know uh, non-believers have it something about America?
1: Well, didn't you just hear his comment? If it isn't about God, well, y'all can just leave.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so, why would they want it to be inclusive of Buddha and Buddhists and Hindus and.
4: Well, of course, that's their only argument.
2: And then you say, In God We Trust wasn't added to the currency until 1956. Under God wasn't added to the Pledge of Allegiance until 1954.
4: Yes. In response to, hey,
0: it's always, I think early on, it's always been our motto. Yeah, and it, it always
4: will, will be. A, per, a person named Beverly says, As far as I'm concerned, we didn't need votes to determine our motto. It's always and always will be in God we trust. Nobody can take that away from us. Sure can't. Uh, you sure can't place our trust anywhere else, can we? I say yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I responded, of course, with the facts. And, so of the, some of the some of the incredibly
0: it. ignorant things. Okay, one, it's always been our motto. Of,
4: of course, ignorant
1: Right, what? which uh, you know it, technically, since we've had an official motto, it has been. But as for Always in the course of our country, no, we've only had, we had the de facto right. motto of *E pluribus right. unum*, which there is was,
0: a far better motto. Right, yeah. but unum! It was never... Maybe they just don't like the Latin. Maybe we should just make it English. Maybe we should right. just propose that. Right. Uh, that right? that would probably be a good idea
2: because Latin's hard. Latin's hard. Shopping's easy. We, maybe, you those... know what?
0: They should have had a vote instead of yes or no. They should have a vote, either or. Right, and <laughs> God we trust, or oh, false out dichotomy. of one. men. Um, out of many one right? out of, out of, <laughs> out of money, many men
1: out of, of many men <laughs> I didn't realize this was going to be that kind of show
0: no, I'm not going just, to the bathroom with you Dave. out of many <laughs> one it would have been interesting to see how that vote went <clears throat> right. yeah. so, so right. in
2: response now in response to your in God trust was adopted in 1956 we have this guy
4: John who says you have to trust in someone why not let it be God but which god John I'm assuming it's Yahweh since the Christian god uh, is a Christian god I don't think Apollo, Allah, Thor, Brahma, Indra or any other thousands of gods um, they're talking about Yahweh of course and it must be highly offensive to American Muslims, Hindus, Buddhists agnostics, atheists etc uh, don't you think it's arrogant of Christians to say only this one god and don't you think that's Christian bigotry good point <laughs> the very next comment is quit personifying
2: god so much seems like what, whichever god people believe in that that's the one they trust. So why is this even a question? How could they offend any of us? Now, I love this because one of my favorite sayings is, quit personifying your computer. It hates that.
0: <laughs> mm. Which is kind of what this guy's saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If he can't really too, but, mean that, though. He can't really mean our motto is, trust whatever God you believe in.
1: Because no. then it would be,
0: you know, trust just, whatever I'm,
1: God you believe in. Right. <laughs> I mean, it, because
0: it could have been in gods we trust. Seriously, that is not
1: and it would have been Everything
0: we've heard, gods with a it is a Christian God. I mean, no. it, is, it is the American Christian God. I think there's an American
2: it, Christian very, very God. Very much yeah. the American gods. Now, what's interesting is after you started posting, then other people start in and yeah. saying, uh, why are they even discussing this? It's stupid. You know, and now it just may have been the time.
4: Yeah, it, uh, it could have been the time or it could have been like, they don't want to argue it. They just don't want to have any say. It's just... Uh, I started noticing my notifications going up too, not only from the people liking my comments and you know agreeing with me. I didn't get much until towards the end when, of course, all of you came in and uh, helped me out a little bit because I, <laughs> I, I was taking on about 40 people on my own. Yeah, you did. Hey, and up. you,
1: you know, you did solid. I mean, you were definitely yeah. to to use the gamer term. You were you were tanking it. <laughs> you know. I
4: mean, this is why I enjoy doing. I love yeah. and I love having facts, knowing what they know and knowing what I know. They only know what they know. I have both eyes, <laughs> right. so they only it's, it's too easy.
1: I, they only know what they know, but I know what I know, and
4: and what they know. Yeah. Yes, right. So it does make it easier. But um,
0: do you know what they know that you know that they know? Only if they know it,
2: <laughs> you know. <laughs> then this guy comes in, which is kind of interesting. Uh, this isn't a Christians country. And I love this. It, this isn't a Christians only country. Why do people insist on saying for non-believers to leave? That's very Christian of you.
4: Actually, I know this, Vincent. Uh, ah. he, he was actually taking this on his own, and he was kind of being the uh, referee, you know, like kind of...
2: Well, he's, of he's definitely the separation of church and state. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's really what this whole thing is about.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You, yeah. sh- you can be a Christian, and you should still be on, on our side on this. Mm-hmm. Um, in
3: fact, you know, the original people who were big for separation of church and state were the Baptists because they yeah. didn't want Catholics telling them what to believe.
0: Yeah, but yeah I, I think, made that point, I think, in my – when I jumped in, I said, you know, if you, if you have – you know, this is what our founders wanted. If, and if you respect that, <laughs> you respect what they want. You should be for this. Yeah. You know, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you should be for a Christian uh, a Christian motto.
4: And I took the opportunity. to get on people said, well, our founding fathers were – Christian they they founded this country on Christian things. So I had I had to take a quote from a founding father um and I said let's hear what a, a founding father has to say to argue with a person who has renounced the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. That's Thomas Paine. <laughs> Thomas Paine. <laughs> and that's why I said it's useless to argue with you because, you know. And like yet this. he continues. <laughs> yeah, well, course, yeah.
3: unfortunately in these kind of internet debates you you kind of have to just Kind of keep putting those points forward mm-hmm. and and different debates you're using the same arguments against the same dumbass quotes that people have been debunked for years and years and years. you got that one about francis jones yeah
2: one? let's let's read his his two uh his two posts. So, what kind of voice should Francis have? Um, Southern drawl. It's not about if you are religious or not. It's about having respect for our founding fathers. What they did and what they stood for when they gave everything to create what we have today. If you believe or not, doesn't mean our history should be distorted to make a few feel more comfortable. There are something There are something we just need to leave alone. I'm not going to say if you disagree with me to go somewhere, but I do know that as we took prayer out of our schools and God out of things things began to go downhill. Yes, God can save us and our country, but so many have turned their backs on him. I say leave it alone for the fact that it's our nation's history and because I
3: believe in everything it stands for.
0: Oh, it's our nation's history.
3: Um, Our nation's history was also
0: slavery. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Not 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 allowing women to vote, should we allow that too? (laughs) This is another one that's trying to drag that motto back to the founding fathers. So yeah. don't leave it alone because this is what they did. Yeah. And leave it alone. Well, then leave alone. There, you know, the motto we had back then. Let's restore it. You know, yeah. that's what that's what the debate needs to be about. Let's restore the motto. Let's restore the pledge.
3: <laughs> the <laughs> whole petition system, the WhiteHouse.gov petition system. That's what I didn't like about the petition about removing um, "In God We Trust" or "Under God" from the money or the pledge, is because it was all about remove it, re- remove it, remove right. it. Well. No, you got to phrase it in a way that you know says the no, actual no. truth, which is restore. All right. You know, you know, return it yeah. to the original founders' intentions.
1: Yeah, but yeah. wasn't one of the original founders Ronald Reagan, or at least that's what I keep hearing.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> Republicans have a bit of a fetish for that guy. That but... actually, I actually heard that in the National Day of Prayer event when they were talking about here's some quotes from our founders, and it was and one, and one, one of them one... was Ronald Reagan. <laughs>
3: So uh, just um, going more broadly, I mean, do you have any other um, quotes that you really want to talk about on this specific discussion? Um, or
4: No, I mean, uh, if you want to look at this, just go type in uh, news for woai today in the search panel on Facebook. And uh, it was last week. I think it was Tuesday, I think i can't remember which day it was yeah, hey, it
2: was november 1st
4: yeah if not second yeah first whatever. so look, look just scroll down a few pages to find it and um you will see everyone except for somebody named Inez, Inez. or Inesia yeah, um <sighs> who deleted all of his uh comments out of shame
0: all of their comments not <laughs> yeah, just one or two yes, of them not, not a single person we, i started the pile on on him yeah and <laughs> then was
4: gary even gary uh Clemens, Gary Clemens. Gibbons. Sorry, for messing up your name again. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, he he even came in and everyone kind of attacked him a little bit, not not brutally, but, um, but enough to calling him out exactly. And he got embarrassed and deleted all of his comments and so he did,
1: took his
0: ball and went home. Is exactly. What you're saying.
2: It's, it was, it's ironic that he he deleted his posts, is it not?
0: What he what I kind of was getting on him about was that he did not want to hear people who disagreed with him at all right. he he, throw, he called that shoving your beliefs down my throat and this and that and why y'all why do atheists want to shove their beliefs down your throat and just about every post and, and in capital letters right. and so my, my and response this is was why just I
1: don't let my mother have facebook
0: you just it just sounds like what did i say is my comment right there oh he he was he was talking about how atheists are offended when people pray
2: Right. Okay, right. right? That, that would be a, definitely a straw
0: man. That would be a, that would be a straw man. Right. So that was the first thing I called him out. I said, hey, Ness, quit creating straw men. Jordan never said he was offended when people pray. In fact, I bet that no one has ever told you that they were offended because you bowed your head. I spent a lot of time with atheists. I've never seen anyone get offended because someone prays. No one is shoving anything at you. It sounds like you just have a problem living in a world with people who have different views than you. It sounds like you want everyone who disagrees with you to shut up. It's not going to happen. Get over it. That was my comment. <laughs> I'm
1: taking my and you're going Thank home. You. <laughs> and I just had the lame comment of, let's go back to eat pluribus unum."
4: Exactly. Nobody that.
1: bothered to touch it. I threw it out there.
4: people weren't offended that In God We Trust wasn't in there at that time. Why not? Keep it around. But I would would like to um,
2: say that of all of these comments, only one person commented all in caps.
1: (laughs) Oh, we're so (laughs) proud. And
2: and it's not even a a rant.
1: You think they just got their their caps lock stuck?
2: I think so. Yeah, it's basically...
1: Doesn't Congress have more important votes to be considering?
2: Kind of thing. <laughs> so, so that that was his rant. So,
0: you know, we'll, we'll kind for that. That was kind of like time.
1: a get off my internet sort of thing. Get back to
4: work. <laughs> get you, off you alone.
1: You long-haired <laughs> hippies.
4: But yeah, there's plenty of uh, fun little arguments here. I think you should go and look over yourself, we'll and for it for yourself. And I think every city, every newspaper, you know,
0: probably had a little. had had fun comments on this one i encourage
4: people to argue this and not just stay quiet about because we're also educating people even christians who are are skeptical and um they have weak arguments and to see our arguments it's going to help them with theirs and they're going to question it too because with my personal experience it wasn't until i started hearing other people's arguments against christianity is when i started to question it further i was an agnostic for so long and because I had nothing to go against Christianity, I know I didn't believe in God. I know I didn't you know, believe in that Christianity was the one and only religion. But I had no other reason to think otherwise until I started hearing other arguments. So I think it is important for us to just, even if we are just making fun of them, uh, yeah. not in too much of a ridicule way, because we don't want to yeah. come off as too arrogant, yeah. I guess. But um, we we have to kind of present these arguments in front of people who may be skeptical. I, I absolutely agree with you. You know, we talk about how we can be activists and, and...
0: Do our part. That's I think that may be the one of the best things that somebody can do, is just go and be a troll. You know, find those arguments and (laughs) and, no, it's not
1: really a troll. It is taking that stand. It's the same stand that when you're at work and somebody uses a pejorative racial term, you stand up and say that is not acceptable. That's all he did. And I applaud right. you for it. Please don't think that I, I'm coming I, I across.
0: Was, I was being a little bit facetious. <laughs> but, and what, yeah. what I mean is saying trolls is is keep an eye out for these arguments. And and if 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 you think that's something like this is 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 going to be on your local website or on on YouTube or whatever, you know, find All it. Right. And make your make your comments heard. And I think we're atheist community is doing a really good job of that, this lately. Because when and you do go on to these and a skeptic community, you you, <laughs> you you do see it's very, very seldom where you can see uh uncontested views, uh Christian views out there now. Because people are finding yeah. these and arguing them.
3: And that's what they hate. They hate a different point of view coming up and saying, uh no, uh that's not what everybody believes. How about this? Question, 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 that kind of Aristotle idea of just kind of,
0: well, how about this? It helps you hone your own debating. It helps you hone your own ideas. I do say that we probably need
1: a few more people debating on WOAI and, like, (laughs) Ken's Five's actual websites because, wow, you want to read...
0: You'll be outnumbered, Crazy,
1: no. Have you ever read some of their commenters?
0: Yeah, sure, yeah. We'll be out. Wow,
1: they're, they're, These people require a thorazine IV set on <laughs> permanent drip. Okay. Well, try
0: going to the Fox News website.
2: Right. Uh, but the, the important thing, to, why to do this, is as as you stated in one of your comments. You know, you're not going to change the mind of a true believer. But what you will do is affect the people who may be on the fence or the, the lurkers who are
3: the lurkers who are just reading the comment thread. And, and following along with the argument aren't necessarily commenting. They're like, eh, this Jordan guy's got a point. And right. look, this Gary yeah. guy, this David guy, this Donna woman joining in, and yeah, they're making points, and nobody can, all, yeah. nobody can argue against them. All they do is throw invectives at them and say, well, 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 you suck. Yeah, <laughs> you're
1: ugly, and your mom addresses you funny.
4: Yeah. they hate no. facts. Okay.
3: Um, I, I just wanted to kind of wrap up. This whole thing with since we have Jordan here in the studio with us um, hey. is kind of just, you know, a, a brief opportunity to kind of ask about, you know, what is your favorite skeptical topic to kind of get in? You know, what's your spe- you know skeptical pet peeve? What's your thing? And, and kind of how you feel, you know, you're part of the
4: movement that is skepticism.
3: And, you know, just kind of talk a bit about. Are you part of the movement that is skepticism?
4: As of a month ago, I think I am. I think meeting Hitchens and Dawkins and uh, meeting other people, which I've never done before. I've never been surrounded by intelligent people in that amount. Um, I think that helped me a little bit. And of course, um, with my music and stuff too, I have a. I, I wanted to kind of make thought-provoking lyrics, something that isn't around right now in any genre of music. Really, you hear you know rock, rap, everything. It's just nonsense. And um, I thought maybe you know. So you're saying you're not Justin Bieber. Mm, can't, can't Another ten mention <laughs> coming up here. He would be if they'd pay him. If they'd pay exactly, I would. Yeah. If they paid. I've the got some YouTube videos, but anyway, <laughs> um, my, the reason. Well, I guess you know the obvious: knowledge is power. And from reading books, of course, um, you know Hitchens, Dawkins, and uh, Sam Harris. Uh, reading these books, it's it's helping me with my arguments, mm. and it's helping. And not only that, but I have my own arguments already. So when I read these other arguments, I love watching Christopher Hitchens debates on YouTube. I, I spend nine Hitch hours. Lap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, some nights where I spent nine hours just watching a continuous amount of Christopher Hitchens videos. I highly recommend that if you haven't, if you're not familiar with Christopher Hitchens. But really, it's just uh, I'm. I was brought up in a. Uh, um, or, or, of course, I started off as a Catholic, um, and then my mother married, uh, of course, my stepdad, who just so happened to be a pastor's son, and I was kind of pushed in the church every Sunday forced to go to Sunday school and it wasn't until I was 11 years old and I was called a nuisance for being for for asking questions that's and always the
3: way it is that's what it yeah. is
4: it, it was pretty much the Jesus story it was um Jesus turning water into wine well the way I interpreted the story it was uh Jesus got a magical stick he put, <laughs> put it in the river and my my question was you know, and it turned on into wine. I had to stop oh the women so and she thought I was being a smart ass, but really I was just curious, I was like, so did these fish die? I mean, what what happened? She she told the story wrong. The the way I interpreted it, it, oh, okay. it, it, it the way I remember it too, but she did tell me I think what she meant to trash say was... Trash can punch. Exactly. She, she put a tra- <laughs> they put a trash can in the river. took the water out. Oh, okay. Out, and just, uh, but the way, I, the way I heard it was, you know, she put a stick in there. And I was thinking, well, how long did this go? Was it all the water they were touching? Did they go into the ocean? You know, when did it end? <laughs> and, you know, I was asking specific questions. It making like, me think right. that
1: the whole loaves and fishes was just a couple of sardines and a crust of bread.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is why wine and what kind of wine was it was it specific wine was like, it Merlot? Which, <laughs> yeah exactly like it was it, i couldn't get past that i couldn't we know it was a wine and that's what made me think that it was like okay well if i'm threatening they can't give me an answer and i noticed that every single time i asked a question well god works in mysterious ways yep. you know <laughs> I, I never got a straight answer and i thought maybe i've heard this before when i was uh, told about santa claus like how come we don't hear him how come we can't see him Holy shit, this is history repeating itself. Yeah.
3: Well, um, you know, I'm glad that that led to you being skeptical and, and asking the questions um, that brought you to us today. So,
1: Yay!
3: Um, uh-huh. Yeah, we appreciate you joining in on our conversation. And, and uh, he
1: actually has some more to contribute because yep. we cause get we're... to
3: start the lightning round! Lightning
0: round! round! <laughs> round! So, Okay, let's get started on the right, lightning round, lightning Donna. <laughs> we did that part already, Gary. Three times.
1: Okay, so um, news is coming out of Argentina <laughs> about a saber-toothed squirrel. Yay. It looks like ah. sort of the one in I Ice want Age. One.
0: Can I have one?
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, they sell unfortunately, this is a fossilized skull with teeth oh. of a fanged shrew like mammal found in Argentina. The news species dubbed... Cronopio denti- dentia cutus.
0: I get it. I get it. Dentia. I get it. Yeah, it means tooth, sweet. <laughs> and cutus, which probably... They cut Yeah, yeah
1: okay. Paleontologists found this, this nearly complete skull in 2002. Um, and in 2005, they basically sent it to a technician who took several years of removing the rock from it. Very interesting find because usually you don't find complete skulls. Especially of that age. Rock from it?
2: Yeah, it was, yeah, I, I it was basically <laughs> was enc- encased
1: in rock. Oh. and.
2: Oh, I thought it was a drug
0: reference. Oh. How old
1: no. is it? How old is it? Oh. Oh, well, now you've a...
0: her off the lightning round. Yeah,
1: now you've thrown me off. It, um, <laughs> I'm not
0: sure if you said how old it was. Something around tri- a It says
1: both mammals and dia- dinosaurs appeared near the Triassic period, so really fucking old. <laughs> really fucking old. Yeah, this not is just dinosaur old. type. Right.
0: This is like way, way old. Yes. Older As a result, than parody.
1: Jesus. But like I said, really I mean, it's really old. Really old. Really fucking old.
0: Like Noah's.
2: Like Noah Old? Bartholomew? Am I done? You got 10, 10
1: seconds. Tell me. Just go. I'm just done. That's it. That's all I got to say. They found a fucking skull. <laughs> <laughs> it was in rock. Somebody chipped it out. Greg, you're
0: next. <laughs> it's
3: cool. All right. Um,. Well, in Iran, Mohammed Nasrati and Shays Raizi, which I apologize if I mispronounced those.
0: Oh, you said that right. Are two soccer stars <laughs> who
3: um, started off a firestorm of controversy. And um, parliament members of parliament, sports officials, judges, and all of them are calling for swift punishment. Um, the Iranian Football Association is talking about suspending, has already suspended both players, and they've talked about. Um, giving a fine of maybe forty thousand dollars each, they could be up to uh, subject to civil penalties of up to two months in prison and seventy-four lashes, which may actually take place on the soccer pitch. Do you want to want to know happened? what they what did? What did
1: they do? Did they rob a bank? Did they kill the emon? Did did they kill the <laughs> crown prince?
3: No. After one of their teammates scored the winning goal of a three-two match on Saturday um, a week ago or so. Um, ending their losing streak, uh, Nazrati pressed his hand into Razay's behind as they and their teammates jumped upon one each other in celebration.
1: Was it done lovingly?
3: It remained uh-huh. unclear Wednesday whether Razi had engaged in a similar action into the game, but Nazrati appeared to be trying to push his hand between Rosé's buttocks. It's a
0: good thing they don't play American basketball there. So apparently, the
3: these guys baseball, are basically are going to be publicly lashed and fined for touching someone else's bottom, which happens every five minutes in baseball.
2: Yep. Yeah. This is why they don't play. My baseball. turn.
0: Okay. Get a
1: turn. There,
0: there was a meeting between some state representatives and our Texas state climatologist, John Nielsen Gamma, which is unusual because no one listens to him in this state. But we do have a Texas state climatologist. Um, after that meeting, one state representative came out saying his name is Doug Miller. Declared that the state climatologist said there was no link between the current drought and ongoing human induced climate change. So the situation we're in is not part of global warming. They were not able to scientifically tell us it's part of global warming. Well, I'm reading from the current here, which is sometimes it's a decent paper. We, we make fun of it sometimes. But they came and actually asked um, the state climatologist what he said. He says he told him that global warming contributed to the high temperatures, especially with this drought. So it enhanced evaporation and decreased water supply and therefore made the drought more intense than it otherwise would have been. He says, I mentioned global warming was a factor, that future droughts would be more strongly affected by evaporation because of it. But it wasn't going to be the primary driver on future water within the state. So we've had these incidents where... First of all, our governor doesn't listen to the climatologists.
2: Then listen and then, to scientists.
0: Then we have the the report from Galveston Bay saying that global warming is affecting the bay, and they redact re, redact, redact everything from the report about global warming. Totally anti-science. Anyway, I'm Republicans time, right? are
3: liars. Five seconds.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> misremembered or um, lied in some way. Yes.
2: Excellent. Not the climate it.
0: And next, <clears throat> Gary, me, earthquakes. This is a. Uh,
2: Uh, How technology can uh, cause problems and a little information goes a long way. There was a person in California, Berkeley, California, and she sent out an email that quickly got spread around. City Hall and to a residence in Berkeley. A uh, person named Jeannie Stowers, she's the chairwoman of the Department of Public Administration at San Francisco State University. So someone who has, you know, uh, people would probably expect to put out things that, that they should More listen important. to. important. Yes. So she, <laughs> she talked, was talking to a student uh, as she was... Taking a break uh, in her information knowledge management <laughs> class, and that student told her that uh, people at Berkeley City Hall had had um, geologists that were briefing officials about a quote 30 percent chance of an earthquake above 6.0 magnitude that'll happen in the next two to three weeks. So, she wrote up an email and sent it out, and that Friday, people stopped coming into work and were calling in on sick days. Um, just so you know, scientists uh, can't
1: predict earthquakes. predict
2: earthquakes within weeks. They can give a percentage over a range of time of years, perhaps. So, there might be a 60% chance... Uh, over the next 15 years, there
0: was a freak out winner.
2: Yeah, I think it's hilarious out.
0: that she got this piece of misinformation in an information management class.
2: Right,
4: <laughs> Michelle Boss. <laughs> <Watson>, Michelle Boss. <laughs> <Watson. laughs> <clears throat> so I'm critical Okay, Jordan. Okay, uh, my good friend Emily, a student at Saint Mary's University, informed me that a Catholic organization called 40 Days for Life, which is an organization started in College Station, Texas, and pretty much what this is, is a um, uh, a pro-life anti-abortion type of uh thing where they pretty much go and picket uh abortion clinics and um but the thing is with this pray at them pray pray at them (laughs) yes and um what she mentioned is um, a philosophy and globalization professor is promoting encouraging his students uh to go and protest this event which is fine you know do what you need to do um but it's also taking time out of the classroom and you know Uh, you know, of course, money she's paying, which she's an atheist, of course. Um, But, you know, I really don't care about that. If they want to protest it, that's good for them. Um, But that reminds me of another older story, which is the uh, House Bill 325, the mandatory sonogram, which Rick Perry promotes the sonograms before abortions. And, uh, you know, they will see the images of the unborn fetus and hear the fetus's heartbeat. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Only... If we can have video loops of cows being slaughtered in every steakhouse,
0: uh, chickens
4: in cages hanging from hooks on a conveyor as they wait to be beheaded by a, you know, giant scissor or whatever, um, you know, in Chick-fil-A, places like that. And videos of families of war victims, you know, bleeding in the streets in a time of war shown on TV. So if gonna, if Rick Perry wants to allow all of this, I'm completely okay with the whole uh, House Bill 325. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. The, the first
2: time he comes in under a minute and a half. I'm yeah, impressed. Yay! Hey. Uh-huh.
1: So, Round two. Astronomy action. Astronomy action. Astronomy action. I, uh, s- I and
2: s- what action? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um, <laughs>
2: That's just under one.
1: A uh, girl scientist basically found a new spot on a planet, she found it on Uranus. <laughs>
3: Not mine. Well, some people are bleaching nowadays, so I wouldn't be surprised.
1: You know, um, and she was looking at it and she said, you know, what is this? And they were all like, oh, it's, you know, it's it's nothing. It's been there. And she's all like, no, I've seen these pictures before. That is new. Might want to get Uranus checked. <laughs> you're so we,
2: immature, have be- Donna. we have become
3: puerile. You're, oh, wait.
1: You're we're all
0: puerile. like a school
3: child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's likely to be a tall methane cloud. That's what <laughs>
0: Coming God. out of Uranus? <laughs> you guys are so immature. <laughs> would, would we would
2: be helpful if, if you said Uranus. <laughs>
3: No, no it never helps. That just makes you remind you of the fact that everybody else pronounces it Uranus. Right. But then it sounds like Uranus. Oh my god, she's about
2: to, what <laughs> I'm
3: done. I'm doing this podcast with children. Well, it's <laughs> entirely possible that this kind of thing is like the, the red spot in Jupiter that's a big storm, what? it com- it's you know, comes up and then goes away and that kind of thing happens. Right. All and the time. It, it's
1: kind of interesting because of how Uranus <laughs>
3: you got ten seconds. Give it a try. My my anus what? <laughs>
4: well, if you say Uranus, it yeah. sounds like something that uh, R. No, Kelly no, victims no, would I'm say. i I will post
1: about this on the blog. <laughs> Please
4: ding that thing. Ding it. Greg, like,
0: just I put will, us out of our misery.
1: I will post about it on the blog. And when I brought this topic up, mind you, what did I say? Let's let the juvenile jokes start flowing.
3: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Flowing out of Uranus? Um. Okay. It's not Not not, just
1: me. I want that noted for the record.
3: (laughs) Oh, I am totally immature. I admit that. All right. So for my last lightning round topic, um, I need a little aid here. Um, Hold on. B flat.
0: Mm. A. 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 A.
3: The most annoying sound in the world. Anybody know what that is?
1: The emergency broadcast
0: system.
3: Thank Ah. you. Today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, there was a nationwide test of the United States uh, emergency Emergency broadcast Broadcast System. system. And you had to do it in key. Yes, because I, I looked up on YouTube to find out what you know what the note was. I was curious if it was always the same note, and it is. It's a B flat.
0: I, I recognize that B flat. Unless yeah.
3: you're traveling towards it or away from it. Oh, shut up, you <laughs> <laughs> with your Doppler effect. Uh, anyway, um, the the actual the national. Emergency broadcast system has never actually been used. It's only been local things for things like tornadoes or, or, or hurricanes or earthquakes. Even on 9/11, the EBS was never used because basically all the news channels just switched over to Bush because it was simple to do. They didn't. There wasn't a natural disaster you know, impeding their abilities to do anything like that. And it went relatively okay. I didn't hear it. Um yeah. Well that's kind of a second thing I'll talk about that um, apparently some weird things happened, like on Direct T V some player some subscribers got a minute of uh Lady Gaga's paparazzi <laughs> instead of the thing. Uh some Comcast subscribers were basically switched over to Q V C for a little while and then onto the emerging broadcast system. Molly and, yeah, a little bit mulligan I'm just going to take because there are a little errors here or there. That's not a big deal. But the, a lot of the criticism over this test of the EBS is it had no connection whatever to Internet
4: huh.
3: because most people don't watch TV or the radio anymore. And, you know, it would make sense to try to figure out some way to send to out
1: block a – for th- no, well,
3: no, to send out basically a mass tweet to anybody on right. the system. Well,
2: that, that that's yeah. what they're supposed to be able to do is text message, right? Do a mass text message. That, uh, but that's some not are very, part of the system well, yet. Well, Mike, Mike Adams was all up in arms about that. If you recall. Oh yeah, correctly. so wow. yeah,
1: there's there's a glowing testimony yeah. to the. <laughs> well,
2: I mean that's that's how I heard about the the, the mass test was because of his insane rants about yeah. that.
3: Yeah, probably has some. Well, I mean the the test was uh, co sponsored by FEMA and he probably does not no, have a FEMA. big hard uh, on for FEMA. So. No, he doesn't. Yeah, like so we're not all going to die. It wasn't a War of the Worlds. We're going to all die <clears> right, <throat> right moment.
0: So. All right. Damn next. It. Okay, I'm next. It's hard to get surprised out uh, of things coming out of Arkansas, but um, there's a Arkansas has a program called Arkansas Better Chance, which spends about $100 million a year funding preschool. Okay? Wow. Um, but apparently, many of these preschools that the state funds are going to are Christian, overtly Christian preschools. Well, of course they are.
3: Um,
0: two of these Thomas preschools Thomas. are actually owned by Arkansas state representatives.
4: <laughs> one is Representative <laughs> no, Justin Harris course.
0: who owns a preschool called Growing God's Kingdom, which has received one million dollars. It's there in the name 05. and they're still funding
2: it? Yes. Well since five that doesn't sound like very much though, since five One million since o5 Well he's
0: that school received about a half a million dollars this past year. That preschool.
2: Wait, so so since
0: 5 they've received a million dollars, and they received better, half a million last better year. Better
3: damn be one hell um, of a preschool.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> then there's be another representative. At Einstein's or something. Senator, something. Uh, state senator Johnny Key has two preschools uh, that have received a lot of money as well. Now, their response, uh, Senator Harris says, saying that we're violating the Constitution was totally wrong. We also have freedom of speech.
2: And graham crackers don't grow on trees. You By know. the way,
0: Americans United, uh, United Americans United are, are all over this. He also says church-state separation exists to protect the people from tyranny, from being forced to believe a certain way and to have a certain religion. It does not mean the government is from having Christianity as part of it.
4: Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: Okay, church-state separation in Arkansas. Yay! Fail. and money. And who
2: next is Gary Disco? Disco. <laughs> okay. so there was a, a thing in ScienceDaily.com uh, dot com about disco science is no better than no. Oh, sorry, disco science is better than no disco music science is a at all. Song, correct? No. no, no, disco science is about CPR <laughs> using the uh, disco song "Staying Alive" oh. to time the the beats that you do
3: in. See, S- you uh uh, uh. Uh, right, you know, down. So the problem
2: that they have with that is people aren't pressing hard enough to actually get the heart going. And so they're basically throwing the baby out with the bathwater here. They've got um, a good song with a beat that will match for, for people to well, get CPR. Something. Right. But they're saying, oh, it's no good. So, yeah, well, we're going to stop you know, looking for it because it's really not working. It's like all you have to do is
3: educate them. What is wrong with you people? I, I don't think they realize that the reason why a lot of people don't press hard enough during CPR is because they watch TV and they just see an actor being vigorously massaged, and they think that's how you Usually do... Usually you have
1: to pay 50 bucks extra for that.
3: CPR. But
0: didn't they find a Different better massage... Song? That actually helps well, people Well, they press-
3: didn't. It was a better day,
2: they because they tried Achy Breaky heart, which I think that would just kill the person that you're working on if they ever found out you're doing that. Kill
0: them with irony. Maybe maybe um, disco is just too groovy and it doesn't make you you know really want to. Yeah, maybe but,
3: they maybe they need heavy metal kind of
0: right. So I'm gonna use it. Right? No, no. They
2: say it's actually really good, but you need to press harder.
0: Okay.
3: That's Jordan. a that's something to learn for, for life. It's important right. with a lot of other things that go on in the body. You, I was about it's, to say, it's it's really really hard. you just got to press harder.
1: Press harder. You know what? Maybe that's what the sun should have done with Uranus. <laughs>
3: God. All right. Apparently, right, I jokes. need to make that emergency broadcast noise again because no. <laughs>
1: All right. You know, I had slide it in.
4: There is a. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, Jordan. All right, all right. So, there is a. Uh, are we Catholic. sending? Are we sending out probes to
4: Uranus? No, with more stop, lube? stop! 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 <laughs> Jordan, please carry on. All right. Well, there's a Catholic faith healer in town. Yes. Really? You heard me right the first time. <laughs> uh, he's Catholic and he's a faith healer. Um, Australian named Alan Ames. And the funny thing about this guy is he has diabetes um so that's funny uh, yeah what?
0: well yeah well, uh, what well it's, it's not funny, funny, it is. It is. Not, funny huh, <laughs>
4: not funny that he has diabetes it's more... but it's funny oh, i guess more weird that he is a faith healer and has diabetes um but i guess uh when he was asked if he would ask god to heal him he was like no i've had the best <laughs> healing of all my life is complete in him <laughs> diabetes is nothing compared to the healing i've received well, the thing is, he didn't receive healing, right? Why doesn't he receive? Why doesn't he give his patients, I guess you can call them, the type of healing he received, so they wouldn't give a shit about their polio, cancer, <laughs> you know, all. The, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't care about that because they've had the faith healing that he has had, exactly, which is more important, of course, than diabetes. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, I, I just want to point that out. Um, he comes to about a dozen churches here. Yeah. Does
3: he?
0: He's popular he comes here. every year. Well,
4: you kind of got to tour around to make he the money. He goes
0: every day. Well, they want to, they
2: want to hear church. him say Alan Ames, right? Because he's yeah. Australian.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that's all they <laughs> go for. He's borderline Louisiana, but
2: yeah. <laughs> well, it's very
4: close. <laughs> yeah, very Australia. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's all I have say about him. He's a faith healer with diabetes. I think that's kind of weird. That's and he fights the evil one. He fights the evil one. I read that.
2: That's right. right. Is it capitalized? Evil one? No. E and O? No, just
3: lowercase. Yeah. Okay. Just the one button, done. So before we go, uh, we talked a little bit last week about some of the WhiteHouse.gov House.gov petitions, and we mentioned a little bit this week about it. Um, but... We talked
2: about the response last week.
3: Not, no, that was the Houston prayer thing a couple months ago. Oh, you meant the responses. Exactly. <laughs> the response
1: from the White House.
3: <laughs> uh, that was we... Easy Lob. <laughs> We're going to take a couple minutes before we go at the end of the podcast And give you an update on a couple more petitions One that we got a response on And a couple that a couple of new petitions that we would recommend listeners go out on So uh, Dave, kick us off
0: We got another big response from another big petition that we talked about And that was the UFO one um, So there was uh, actually several <laughs> UFO petitions And as the White House has been doing, they one response and so did
1: they actually send the White House representative from extraterrestrial immigration? <laughs> since I mean, since they gave the Faith Initiative guy the ones to about in God we trust. It's actually,
2: I don't remember anything about UFOs.
0: Um, this response though, was there. written by No, it's because the
3: aliens wiped your
0: mind. I'm sorry. This response was written by Phil Larson, but it doesn't show us. He's a science director. Isn't he, he's, some, he's a science director for the White House. Well, that's I, I don't know if that's exactly his title, but I recall that he is. It
1: will be his title from now on.
0: Yeah. In my mind. We hereby label him okay. science director.
1: So, <laughs> I, bless I know you all are Indian. just
0: waiting for this response about because the, the, the government is supposed to release all this information about all their contacts with aliens. Um, oh, I swear. The response is that there They're haven't out. been any. <laughs> okay, and, I want to
2: see their Outlook contact
0: list. So and stop. Asking. So they are totally in denial. Um, but they do talk about we're listening. We have SETI, and we're looking. We're using Kepler to try to find life on other planets. All the nice sciency things that we talk about that we're doing looking at the, but that we are. There's no evidence that the government has any, you know, communications with extraterrestrials or that we have been visited.
2: He had one hand behind his back. Well, crossing his fingers. Yeah. Except this was written so.
0: So okay, so okay. that's that. So I guess no I guess um, that settles it. <laughs> so we shouldn't have to hear like about anything did. more from these from these uh, UFO sites. Well, anymore, considering,
2: considering how how well the response was received for their other petitions.
0: <laughs> now, the the people who wrote this one is Parad- Paradigm Research Group. I just want to mention that. So if you want to see their response to the petition, you can go see them. They they're the ones that really believe that the government is hiding. They're trying to get Hillary Clinton turned because they think she knows everything, you know.
1: Well, don't you know that she's just part of the conspiracy? She is one of the lizard people.
0: Before, before I close, I want to listen. There's been one more um, hilarious uh, petition that you can go vote for. It says, for we demand a vapid, condescending, meaningless, politically safe response to this petition. Since these petitions are ignored, apart from an occasional patronizing and inane political statement, according to nothing more than a condescending pat on the head, amounting to, I'm sorry, we, the signers, would enjoy having the illusion of success. Since no other outcome in this process seems possible, we demand that the White House immediately assign a junior staffer to compose a tame and vapid response to this petition and never attempt to take any meaningful action on this or any other issue. We would also like a cookie. <laughs> now, at last count, this petition had 10,846 signatures. It needs 14,154 to go. Please go sign. Yeah. <laughs>
3: there, there is another one kind of... A little bit less snarky, along the same lines of, there's a petition out there basically saying we demand that you, you know, respond to this petition. You respond to the other petitions seriously yeah. and take these seriously and actually listen to, you know, the the public who are basically hiring you to do this job, to you know, actually respond to the American yeah, people admit seriously.
0: That we have alien contact. Right. <laughs> yes.
3: Well, no, I mean, not necessarily that, but, you know, the the, the vapid, resp- <laughs> you know, they didn't really take the, the marijuana petition very seriously. Right, and we talked about they that. Didn't really they didn't really take, take the, the in, God we trust in God we trust, things seriously.
0: seriously. Absolutely. Uh, so,
3: they, they're just basically saying, stop just doing window dressing about this. Actually, take it seriously and think about it, not just... You know, dismiss it out of out of hand. Okay. So those are some good petitions, and we'll see how much uh, the system works from now on. We'll keep you up to date. Absolutely.
2: All right. So I guess that's it, right? Anything else? Anything else? Anything else? No. No.
0: No. No. Okay. okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. On that note.
3: I'm going to be an nope. uncle. Yay. Yay!
2: Congratulations on your relatives having sex.
3: <laughs> Successfully. <laughs> okay, now I don't want to think about it anymore. Thank you, Gary.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to close it, because I thought you were going to slip that in, and I re-ordered the closing. So
2: What? His relatives it. having sex?
0: No, we already had the. We already said goodnight. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So I thought you were going to slip that in there. Right, but I thought we, I thought we did this one better. Okay. He can always. Edit what he needs to. Thank you. You're right. You Do your
3: time. magic.